0: all right let me tell you about home title lock uh there are people out there who really really want to ste- uh, steal your home and if that sounds crazy you have to understand that like in today's world we're talking about situations that yeah you not know years and years ago you wouldn't predict i mean how, who do you mean steal my home I'm, and I'm living in my home well it's not your home as much as it is your title and if they can get control of your title with uh, cyber crime they can then transfer it to themselves. They can take out loans against your equity. It's your cash in their pocket. They're doing whatever they want to do with it. Uh, and they can even strand
1: it on an island with Wilson, who was left behind. No, well, he wasn't.
0: I mean, they eventually got off. So he did. I think so. Right? Oh no, no Wilson. Oh, the, he died the oh Wilson is the uh, the, the, yeah, volleyball, the volleyball, right? The yeah. volleyball. Well, he didn't. He got off the island. He just he just drowned. <laughs> I mean, he's a dead volleyball. There's no question about that. Look, go to HomeTitleLock.com. Enter your address. See if you're already a victim and don't even know it yet of home title fraud. Uh, Make sure you protect yourself against this because it's a lot of money on the line and you don't want to deal with this if you don't have to. A $100 value of a complete title history of your home is free right now at HomeTitleLock.com. Go there now. HomeTitleLock.com. HomeTitleLock.com. The radio show starts here in just a second.
1: the program. Nazarene Fund update. As of last night, I'm going to get new numbers here in a few minutes. 28 million, 28 million, uh, $7,845.02. We are very, very grateful uh, to everything that you are doing. I have some good news about what happened on the ground while we were all asleep. We begin with Afghanistan in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck program. America's starting to change. Uh, in fact, it has changed. <laughs> Do you remember when I said the whole world would be turned inside out and upside down? Well, that's where we are. And we are standing now with one foot in the America we once knew and the other foot. On what we're afraid she's becoming. The ground beneath our feet is getting shakier every day, and we're tasked with leading the next generation uh, in a direction that will take us back to a a brighter future, will give us the principles in a new way that we can move forward. Part of that, part of being an American is embracing fiscal responsibility, not spending beyond our, our means, and saving what we can. Been telling you about financial uh, services from American Financing for years. Please give them a call today. Who knows how much money you could be saving right now that you're not? Maybe $100, $300, $500 a month, maybe even $1,000 a month. American Financing, they're not here to help the bank out. They're here to help you. They work for you, not the banks. Let their consultants do a free mortgage review for you today. To see what you might be missing out on. Uh, The time to save is absolutely right now. American Financing at 800-906-2440 or go to AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. So I just gave you uh, an update that I got last night of uh, $28 million for the Nazarene Fund we are so grateful I had to uh, sign yesterday for a bridge loan uh until we can get some of that money um because we are we are renting airplanes, and you don't you don't know how much fun it is to put your name down for a bridge loan on a seven thirty seven or twenty <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but anyway uh we <laughs> We are uh, grateful uh, and I have to point out Bill O'Reilly was on with us on sat on uh, Friday he never said anything about it except congratulations and uh Saturday I found out that a donation had come through from a Mr uh B O'Reilly hmm. uh and it was a significant donation and I can't wow. thank him enough you should know that that uh he is part of uh, of you and doing the right thing. Now, let me give you a story. Now, I am not saying that this is a feeling that we at the Nazarene Fund uh, have noticed at all. Um, but let me give you a story uh, on what's what, what 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 might be happening, according to one group of people that are trying to get planes out. Uh, this is an exclusive from the Daily Caller. Uh, The Biden administration has been uh, an impediment to the private effort to get people out of Afghanistan, says Robert Strike, who's arranging privately chartered flights to get Americans and vulnerable Afghans out of the country. The Brits and the South Africans have been awesome and heroic in getting people through the gate. Strike, whose military uh, or sorry, Washington based lobbying firm in 2017 paid by the government of Afghanistan for U.S. government affairs and commercial sector advice, executive and legislative branch engagement, blah, 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 blah. Said there are dozens and dozens of times he has reached out to the administration and to the Department of State and has yet to hear back. Now, some would say others are engaging the senator's. Uh, And uh, the pressure is starting to build on the State Department. And that's why if you go to my Instagram page, while you slept last night, two planes uh, from the Nazarene Fund landed and flew out 700 uh, passengers, women and children and families being boarded on that plane. You'll see them being boarded on that plane on my Instagram um, page. Do we have those by any chance? We don't have them yet. Um, I got them uh, very, very late last night and was just given permission to show them they are on the ground now. But it has been uh, a really, really difficult thing to get the State Department to respond. The State Department has to give the other countries where the planes are landing Permission. They have to say this is an American carrier and they are not human smuggling uh, and uh, and they're good to land. And all of the countries are waiting for that permission. And then they have they give you a window. So you have this window to take off and land. Well, OK, it's a really big deal for those of us on the ground who are. Taking all of the names, figuring out who is on. They have to be translated in multiple different languages. You know, it can't be the the whole um, uh, manifest can't just be in English. It has to be in several different languages. It then has to be approved by the State Department, all of the names on board. Uh, Then it has to be tied to the carrier, the, the tail number. And then it has to be tied to the same pilots and to the same stewards and stewardesses, anybody else working on the plane. Then it has to be tied to a country where it can be where it can land. And we have to say where those people are going after that. So we have to get all of that information to the State Department and then have them approve it. And once they approve it, we only have like a five hour window, something like that, to be able to get the plane onto the tarmac and then take off and get back. Otherwise, it expires. Well, we uh, up until yesterday, we've had uh, we've had one of those uh, uh, one one of those uh, notices from the State Department. And what's weird is they gave it to us an hour after it had expired. Oh,
0: that's helpful.
1: Yeah, so it was very helpful, very, very helpful. Um, they, we are on the phone with the State Department, and we are not getting any response. At least until we called a few senators, and I want to thank you for calling your senators yesterday. We could use more. We've had several uh, congressmen and senators step to the plate. Please call your senators and congressmen and tell them to ask the State Department what the hell they're doing. Um, I have a lot more to say on this, but I I won't at this time. Let me just uh, read what the Daily Caller said. Uh, After reaching out to the White House... Uh, strike said he received a response acknowledging the request, but got no follow up from the White House. What I'm witnessing every day is the very best and the very worst of America. He explained, I've seen the humanity of private citizens who are contracting me and pledging their time, monies, and in some cases their lives to bring our citizens and these African, uh, the, sorry, Afghan patriots out of harm's way while at the same time personally experiencing the Biden administration's abject failure to protect its citizens and those Afghans that fought and worked alongside of us. It is morally reprehensible. It has been the U.S. private sector who has stepped up to save blood and treasure the Biden administration is leaving behind. Here's the thing. If we don't get safe passage, if we don't get the State Department and the administration to give us safe passage, then we can't do anything, you know, because we're worried about human trafficking. now. So we got to make sure that we get everybody on there. Who's moves on there. And quite honestly, I have no problem giving the names and the background checks to the state department. We're prepared to do that. We do it. Uh, but you know, if, if we wanted to get somebody, let's say across the border, which we would never do. But if we had, let's say, a friendly country there on one of the borders of Afghanistan, we can't even bring them across. Think of this. We can't bring people across the border to a country that says they will take them because the State Department won't give us permission to bring people across a border. ...in
2: Afghanistan.
1: Oh, the irony. Oh, the irony.
0: We should point out, too for those and there's been some people who have brought this concern up i think it's an appropriate concern to make sure that we're not bringing people who are unvetted to the united states and of course the answer to that is they are vetted and they're not coming to the united states so yeah uh, those are those are legitimate concerns by people who have talked about this however there are concerns that were immediately addressed before this was even honestly uh, even
1: announced look at the pictures of the people that are getting onto our plane you will see families you will see moms, dads, and children mm-hmm. uh, getting onto the plane, right? Mm-hmm. Look at the people. Just search for some of the pictures of, of some of the people that were sitting there ready to get onto a C-131 yeah. transport. Different pictures. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mainly men with no children and no wives.
0: Uh, and again, that may, those may be the people who made up... The assistance yeah. to our military. There Could would be, be some sense to that. Could but be. still, it Could make, be. I, I have much more confidence in a private sector after operation doing the vetting than I do the U.S. They government under Joe Biden. They can't even count the number of people that they've put on board. We can.
1: We can tell you exactly how many people have arrived at a host country and how many departed. I can tell you exact number. The Pentagon can't. How can you <laughs> say you're vetting these people when you can't even count them that doesn't make any sense by the way uh, you know there's um saki had a um uh an interesting statement yesterday she made to fox news about americans not being stranded i want you to hear this
0: most of the criticism is not of leaving afghanistan it's the way that he has ordered it to happen By pulling the troops before getting these Americans who are now stranded. Does he have a sense of that?
1: First of all, I think it's irresponsible to say Americans are stranded. They are not. We are committed to bringing Americans who want to come home, home. We are in touch with them via phone, via text via email, via any way that we can possibly reach Americans to get them home if they want to return home.
0: There are no Americans stranded it is the White House's official position on what's happening in Afghanistan. I'm
3: just calling you out for saying that we are stranding Americans in Afghanistan. When I said, when we have been very clear mm-hmm. that we are not
1: leaving Americans who want to return home, we are going to bring them home. And I think that's important for the American public
3: to hear and understand.
1: Ah, uh-huh. Okay. Okay, you know what's weird is um, the people that are there feel stranded. Uh, The people that are there, you know, it's it's really interesting to me that um, a massive airlift, massive airlift, because you know these private planes, we can't get these private planes down on the tarmac because all those you know those big transport planes they're coming and going all the time. And they got helicopters. Um, just so you know, we've had three, three, count them. It's been a week. Three U.S. military helicopters go out to save and rescue people. And, you know, don't worry about it. Americans can get through the gate. They're letting them through the gate. Then why <clears throat> did those three military helicopters fly less than 200 meters to go pick up 169 Americans? If it's so easy to get through the gate, why did we have to send Chinook helicopters 200 meters away from the gate? Tell me that. Why? These are lies that you are hearing. These are lies. By the way, I think we have... We have flown in the last week under 20 flights, under 20. We did two yesterday. We did two against all odds Two in the last week. The American government has flown 20. What the hell is going on? By the way, with every passing day, it becomes more and more difficult to get out. Adam Schiff said yesterday, we're not going to be done by the 31st. White House is saying we're going to be done by the 31st. I don't trust either of them. However, I will tell you this the Taliban warned us, warned us. It's a red line. President Biden told us August 31st would be the withdrawal of all of their forces. So if they extend it, it means they are extending the occupation while there is no need for that. If they are to ask for additional time to continue evacuations, the answer is no, or they will there will be consequences. <laughs> he said extending the deadline would create mistrust between us. We don't trust you and you don't give us a red line. When is our president going to grow a set and do the right thing? All right. Relief factor. People who don't live with a lot of pain in their lives don't understand the extent to which it can absolutely rule every aspect of your life. Pain that uh, that puts you in your place where you're susceptible to feelings of depression and hopelessness it destroys your life it does it's no way to live relief factor has been helping people get their lives back for years now and i'm one of them i don't know where i would be i don't know if i would even be on the air today if it wasn't for relief factor i know that i wouldn't be in a happy place i can tell you that of course and again for entirely different reasons i'm not in a happy place so hmm Uh, If you're dealing with pain in your life, here's the opportunity to take a chance to see, is it worth $20 to try Relief Factor? If it works for you as it works for me, you'll get your life back. Now, the odds are pretty good that it will work for you. About 30% of the people that try Relief Factor, the quick start, they don't find any relief. But 70% who try the three-week quick start trial, go on to buy more, and you will know if it's working for you in those first three weeks. So please, try the quick start trial pack. It's relieffactor.com, 800 500 84 800 500 84 relieffactor.com, 10-second station ID. We say welcome to uh, Mr. Steve Bregeer, otherwise known as Stu for some unknown reason. Uh, we're glad that you're here, Stu. Thank you very I'm, I'm supr- much. I'm surprised that you're here. I know you had a celebration at your house. You had the <laughs> Cuomo is dead to me tree. Yes. Uh, changed to he's leaving. Everything except his dog is out of the governor's mansion. That's <laughs> a
0: perfect ending to the Andrew Cuomo.
1: It saga. really is, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it tells you everything you need to know. What guy leaves his dog behind and says, hey, anybody want the dog? You could take him. What human
0: being does that? I don't know of what well, Andrew Cuomo, I suppose. Now, I will point out that he is denying this and saying, Oh, I was just working for the people. And I was helping with the storm downstate and, uh, you know, that, of course, I'm with my dog and I love my dog. And if we've learned anything from this entire year and a half and many years before that, if you happen to live in New York, you can absolutely trust Andrew Cuomo and his analysis of his own actions. That's something you can be comfortable in doing. So wait a minute. He he took everything
1: out. He left. And he left his dog but he said he only left it because he had to go. He was working.
0: Well, I mean, like, if you're going to leave, he's, he's doing work for the people of New York. Uh-huh. And so he's going to go down there and, I think, push back the storm to make sure it didn't hit people. And it worked. And it worked. And so he just didn't want to bring his doggy, I guess, into, into harm's way. Did he think that maybe <laughs> the dog could go with, I don't know, his
1: dresser? To maybe his, uh, his sister's you, house? You'd think that would be an option, Yeah, because I, if I were gone, I would say, hey, can someone take my dog? I do that when I go on vacation and we don't take the dog. We don't just leave him at the house. Oh, that's all right. He knows how to work the TV and the fridge and the
0: oven. <laughs> no, no, he doesn't. Yeah. No, he doesn't. Uh, I, it's, it's a nice day, I think, though, for the people of New York, and honestly, all of us, because Andrew Cuomo... Remember, was being talked about as a v- presidential replacement for Joe Biden. If he would Shocking. be perfect, <laughs> that is exactly the kind of guy that's going to replace him. I mean, we have Kamala.
1: You think she's going to be any better than? Oh no! Yeah,
0: and Como <laughs>
1: No, oh my definitely gosh, not. I can't take that. That last Did is- you hear her uh, talk about when she was asked about Afghanistan? Yeah, I heard and a little bit she, of that. Hey, um, what's happening in Afghanistan? Do you have any comments on <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Afghanistan? She laughed like that. Yeah, uh, I mean that's her defense it mechanism. Is
0: crazy. It's her defense mechanism. Where Andrew Cuomo's defense mechanism is to lie about dead people. So actually, <laughs> I would prefer. Kamala's yeah. Uh, yeah. annoying laugh. Well, maybe to... she
1: could pick him as vice president when she becomes president. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she. Are you thinking about that, Kamala? No. Yeah, about uh, uh, how senile he is and that he's going to be gone at any time. No. And, you know,
0: of course not.
1: Of course not. Ugh.
0: Well, it's a good day. It's a good day, and I will say Andrew Cuomo is awful. Dot
1: uh, Andrew Cuomo is out. And 700 Christians have been rescued while we were asleep. More in a minute.
0: This is the Glenn Beck program.
1: But uh, let me tell you uh, by the way, you can ask Pat to come in if he wants to come in. Um, My Pillow, it's a wonderful world of My Pillow. Uh, you'll get a great night's sleep, but it's not just My Pillow. The amazing. Giza Dream Sheets. I fall asleep every night knowing I'm going to wake up the next day feeling rested and refreshed. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets are on sale for a limited time at 50% off with the promo code back made with Giza cotton, the softest cotton in the world, and they get softer and softer the more you use them. Remember, all my pillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee, so if it's not the softest sheet you've ever slept on, if it's not, I mean, if it's not worth $49.99, And I have spent more than $49.99 on sheets before. Uh, And this is the best sheet I've ever slept on. If you don't feel that way, ship it back. You got 60 days. MyPillow.com. Use the promo code BECK and get the Giza Dream Sheets for as low as $49.99. Promo code BECK, MyPillow.com.
0: All right, blazetv.com slash Glenn is the place to go to subscribe to Blaze TV. You'll save 10 bucks with the subscription code GLEN.
1: Oh, welcome to the Glenn Beck program. We're glad you're here. Uh, some of the other stuff that is uh, going on today uh, is. is Really important, uh, but I, we, we are trying to stay focused on um, what's right in front of us, and that is this debacle um, of the Biden administration in Afghanistan. I wish I could get on the ground at the airport of Kabul. I'd like to see the faces of our troops because i'm i'm just i am imagining that they are not happy at all and would just love to see them you know if somebody would just bring a camera and just just
0: pan see what they are feeling i imagine they want to do a lot more than they're being allowed to do oh i you got to believe it we have heard some reports over the past few hours uh that there have been some excursions into the city to pick up some people again it seems like what we're doing is begging the taliban to allow us to do these things reportedly today the cia director met with the taliban uh to try to i guess negotiate Excuse me. say, say that again i didn't I, I think
1: what i thought i heard you say was our <laughs> cia director met with the uh, taliban so what did, what did you really say
0: like what? What did I actually? Yeah, what well, just now? I, say I heard misheard. Uh, here, I'll just read this for you. Mm-hmm. CIA director secretly visited Taliban in Kabul. Okay,
1: a uh, couple of problems with that. Um, <laughs> one, it's not a secret if we're reading about it. Uh, <laughs> well,
0: the meeting's over. Apparently. Yeah,
1: uh, again, not something you should broadcast. Uh, but I'm glad they did because the other problem I have with that is what is the CIA director? Doing
0: meeting with the Taliban, Aze? Aze? uh He was he's a former uh, diplomat. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Met on Monday with Abdul Ghani Baradar. Love that. I gotta say, the president's name was Ghani. Now we've got Ghani and the Taliban. Too. I'm never gonna be able to keep these people separate. I'm never gonna know what anyone's talking about. I change your I names. Got, I got okay. news for you. I don't know who anybody is anyway. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's a, uh, yeah. I mean, this is... Can you just... I want you to take a moment, Glenn, to, to bring yourself back in time a little mm-hmm. bit. Okay. Yeah. We yeah. started this show mm-hmm. in... Before... I mean, we started doing the talk show in like 98 or 99. Mm-hmm. But the syndication deal we signed to go national, we signed in August of 2001. One. So mm-hmm. just weeks before the September 11 attacks. Yes. And then we were supposed to start the show in January 2002, 2002. but they moved it up because of the attack. So we've yes. been basically on the air since September 11th, the arc of yes. the show, yes. a 20-year arc of the show. Yeah. Can you imagine, mm. let's say, November 2001? I bring you back uh-huh. a heck of uh-huh. time to time yeah. to that period. Yeah, yeah, yeah And yeah. I say, you know what's going to wind up happening? Is we're going to negotiate with the Taliban to basically give them the country... And then we're going to strand—and yes, Jensaki, I said strand—thousands of Americans and the Afghans who helped us in the twenty-year okay. war. All right, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. I got an and answer. Then, yeah, on, yeah, and then hold on. And then, yeah, we're uh, gonna have the CIA mm-hmm. director go negotiate with the Taliban to hopefully move the Taliban's red line to the United States. If I were to give you that scenario, let's say, November 2001, how do you feel about that? Let me
1: give you the scenario and my response. Mm. Let me give you the response I would have made in November. Stu. Stu. I know every empire has died in Afghanistan. I know that the British, the Soviet Union, there has never been anyone that has won a war In Afghanistan, but I believe in our troops and I believe our troops will win the war. Okay. Mm -hmm. If you would have said to me, Well, Glenn, yes, we're going to win the war, but then we're going to elect a a president who's just going to abandon. Everything on the ground, (laughs) including our billion dollar embassy that we built because we won the war and for 20 years, 20 years, any girl under 20 knows the power that she has, the inherent rights that she has. But our president is just going to hand it back over to the thugs and killers that we killed and ran out. 19 years ago then i would say that's a fantasy that's a fantasy mm, there's no way that could happen in america
0: i have a terrible news
1: <laughs> wait i thought we were talking about
0: just hypothetically yeah no this is it really is incredible i, I mean i remember when the obama administration first sort of pitched negotiating with the Taliban. And it's been a bad idea from president mm-hmm. to president since yeah. day one. It's day one. never been a good idea to negotiate with the Taliban no. ever. No. And, uh, th- you know, sure. I was I was
1: crazy angry with Donald Trump when he did it. I thought it was an embarrassment when he did it. Um, But that's nothing compared to this. And anybody who thinks that Donald Trump would have allowed this to happen. (laughs) No way. No way. Just just let me just say this. Let's just say and I don't believe this for a second. Let's just say he doesn't care about America at all. Now, obviously, that's not true. Yeah, it's not true. But Donald Trump is not going to allow Donald Trump to be (laughs) humiliated, embarrassed that way. No. No way. No way.
0: No way. This is special. This is special skill of Joe Biden. Taliban Joe to be able to to go down this road. It really is because I don't I he does not even seem to have the interest in protecting his own presidency no let alone caring about the american troops or let alone caring about the afghans that helped us or let alone caring about religious minorities there that are being murdered Let, let alone, alone forget c- all of that forget all the
1: women yeah. and girls that you say i mean guys the left has absolutely no room to talk about the treatment of women and And the treatment of girls and how we have to protect... They have no credibility. They have exposed themselves as not caring at all. At all.
0: The people who should be screaming the loudest are the woke community. Yeah, where's the Me Too and this? And not not to mention, we've taken the Taliban from a a bunch of people who uh, basically were you know fighting in caves against us uh, right. during the war to one of the best and most well-armed militaries in the world well they're well armed because we left everything right. behind 75,898 vehicles 599,690 weapons 208 aircraft um uh, reconnaissance equipment 16,191 this is from open the books.com by the way uh communications equipment 162,643 items think about think about this uh glenn we used to go back this go back again to 2001 for a moment what is one of the greatest advantages this doesn't work out (laughs) this doesn't work out for us what's one of the reasons why we do so well in warfare When our military... Because we have communications, we have night vision. Night vision, right? Just Mm -hmm. take night vision for a moment. Tens of thousands of night vision goggles and associated equipment. That, by the way, you... You paid for. And you cannot
1: buy... Uh, In stores, you can't buy it. You can't buy it, Americans. You just can't
0: use it. Yeah, Americans can't buy it for your use. And so we (laughs) gave that to the Afghan military, who then promptly turned it over to the Taliban. Here, as as this has developed, and now if we, God forbid. If it gets out of control again and we have to go back in, which is totally possible, by the way, totally possible, if they again build a uh, an area that is f- a free passage for terrorists and they start blowing up our buildings, we're going to be back in there again. Don't don't dismiss this as if it's over, because that's the whole problem with uh, leaving. Don't count on Joe Biden to actually it might not find be Joe a spine. Biden. Oh, well, it might be. Yeah, no, I'm not saying Joe Biden. It might be <laughs> ten years from now, but no. eventually we're going to go back in there and we're going to have to deal with a Taliban that has all this equipment.
1: Well, they'll have all that equipment anyway, because uh, Joe Biden's son is <laughs> allowing Chinese to come in and spy on our military and buy things, uh, you know, uh, through bribery, et etc. et That's another huge part of this. Uh, and China is going to give them all of that. I mean, did you see that China, I think Saudi Arabia and Russia and Iran have just made a deal. Uh, And China and Iran, I'm sorry, China and Russia have also made a deal with the Taliban. Um, I think there's an axis of evil uh, (laughs) that is being formed. And we strangely are trying to form our own apparent axis of
0: evil. (laughs) Where's the allied power here? Don't copy their organizational structures. Uh, Can I also say too, Glenn, we have this idea of arming other countries and it doesn't always seem to work out the best possible I, way may I rephrase that um, a little bit it never <laughs> works out <laughs> but can i at least this is just an idea and you know mm. can we float because this a safety tree hey, safety we, tree safety you tree? can do it i'm not gonna i'm this not, not gonna, gonna cancel room, you. a safe space yeah can we at least put self-destruct buttons in these things? I want a self-destruct. The Taliban takes over. We blow up all the weapons from one remote button. I want, why I want a drone that when they take off with a drone and they go to bomb somebody, it just flies back to the United States and lands safely. Why I I want a button that makes, I want it to just, I, you know how they have those like ink um packets that when you steal money from a bank they explode i want basically some version of that in every weapon we give to anybody else so at some point when we decide they've gotten to the wrong hands we just press the button and they all just go away
1: i don't think that you've gone far enough no (laughs) i would like the night vision goggles that if you steal it or you know we just leave it behind you push a button and knives go through your eyes (laughs) that's what i would like but maybe it's just me all right, let me tell you about real estate agents. I trust.com. Everything is so up in the air these days. So many surprises coming from literally every direction. It's nice when once in a while there's something you can count on to be the same, something that you can count on to even be better than you thought. Little, I don't know, little stability here and there would be nice. That's sort of what I was looking for when we started real estate agents. I trust a number of years ago, I wanted to create a free service for you that would pair you with the best real estate agent in your area. And you wouldn't have to go through all of the hassles. I know let's not have crazy surprises when we're doing our house, the biggest, most stressful sale of our lives. Um, you now have that opportunity with real estate agents I trust. The agents we work with are the best in the business, in my opinion. They know the best practices, they know how to build and lead a team of people who are gonna get you where you need to be. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. The name says it all: realestateagentsi.trust.com. I trust.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Uh, You know, there was something controversial said by a Fox News host yesterday. Uh, Cut four, please. I want you to hear this.
4: When you look at what's hurting America, um, when you look at this lack of leadership and you and you wonder who are the people responsible for putting someone this incompetent and frankly, this, you know, mentally frail in this position um and that's yes of course the media and many people are saying And you had some people on your show this week who were suggesting it was susan rice and obama and maybe valerie jared i'm sorry as a political spouse i can't help but look at jill biden no one knew better his state of mind than jill dr jill biden and if you ask me the most patriotic thing jill biden could have done was tell her husband to to love her husband and not let him run in these, in in this mental state that he's in. I think she failed the country as well.
1: Yeah. I've been saying that since, uh, I don't know, 2018. The guy was in cognitive decline. I I think it is. I think it's actually spousal abuse uh, and abuse from the family. Now, you know, I think that family might look at abuse differently, seeing, you know, what they've done to Hunter and what Hunter has done to the family. Uh, So maybe, you know, maybe they don't understand uh, abuse in a family, but I think it is, I think it's elderly abuse. This guy, he, you know, could have gone out as a, you know, respected guy, blah, blah, blah. Instead, they know he's not going to make it. They knew he wouldn't make it. They just needed a shill. They needed somebody that they could just run as a Trojan horse to get all of their stuff thrown. They needed somebody that looked like a moderate. And he was the only one that looked like a moderate that people would trust. And so they ran him. And it's absolutely reprehensible. But again, the ends justify the means. You or Joe Biden as an individual don't matter. It's just the policies that matter. Who's going to get it done? Who can get it done? Well, Joe Biden. But that's cruel. Yeah, so we can get it done. You now how long we've been waiting to get it done? That's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. And, and, and you shouldn't be shocked at what is happening in Afghanistan uh, and all over the world now because the people who are doing it The ends justify the means. They don't care about the individuals. Uh, (laughs) uh, I I, I have a I have an exact quote from somebody in the State Department uh, about the people on the tarmac uh, that I'm not going to share right now. Um, Oh, but I will. Uh, Where it just shows they don't care at all at all they don't care about the individual they care about their agenda and them not looking bad and them just you know get rid of this so it goes away and we can get on with our life it's a reprehensible group of people it is and we are losing our humanity to them don't just don't be a part of it don't excuse it Uh, don't uh, sell it to anybody else Just Just
0: state the truth
2: This is the Glenn Back Program
0: Thank you so much I appreciate it uh, Let me tell you about uh, a little bit about Built Bar Built Bar is something actually my wife uh, Discovered uh, at least in my world uh, A long time ago And eventually started She was eating them all the time t- Talked to Tanya about them Glenn's wife Who then passed that knowledge Along to Glenn Well at least Harassed him to eat them please eat them because they're healthy even though you'll think they're they taste really good glenn of course ignored that advice until he was because he started with healthy yeah you can't start with healthy start with taste that's what bill bar does yeah they don't they just say oh, let's make it really taste really good and then we'll make sure that people like to eat it or excuse me uh you know should eat it because it's uh, healthy they start with taste then they go to the healthy part and that's the way you should do it and, and really don't care
1: if you get to the healthy part i mean really just don't care if you get there
0: no you don't care they care
1: yeah they tanya cares yeah really does she really i mean seriously does she i think she i think she might she has no reason
0: to no 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 (laughs) no That's a (laughs) no it's a a, a good what kind of took a dark turn here in this commercial but (laughs) uh built.com is the place to go to get your built bars beck 15 will save you 15 percent off your first order the promo code is beck 15 for 15 percent off built.com built.com the promo code is BECK15. All right, radio show starts here in just a second.
1: What is it like to be on the ground in Afghanistan, in Tabul, and be escorted by the Taliban on your way out? Uh, We have the story direct from a woman who experienced that, Holly McKay. She joins us in 60 seconds. So let me talk to you a minute here for direct to consumer pricing. The standard way things are sold, um, and this might be about to change everywhere, is we sell things through intermediaries. We've, you know, we make a product and then you get it into a box store like Walmart, and then Walmart sells it to the customer and everybody shares in the profits. Well, you can make a better product and you can sh- uh, sell it at a lower price. If you don't have the middleman, when it comes to direct to customer, this is the way RecTech does it with their amazing grills. This is why you will never find anything that is even close to it because they've cut out the middleman and they've put all of that money into the grill. Rectech grills are sleek. They're sturdy. They have Wi-Fi controlled smart grill technology. They will ensure that you get the best tasting, most even heated cooking, the best smoked ribs ever. Check them out. Rectech.com. R-E-C-T-E-Q.com. (laughs) Rectech.com. Let's go to Holly McKay. Uh, she is a journalist and war crimes investigator. She's also the author of the book, Only Cry for the Living. Uh, she has just returned um, out of Afghanistan, and we welcome her uh, to the program. Hi, Holly. How are you?
3: Hi, I'm doing well. Thank you for having me.
1: Good. Where are, can you say where you are now? You're safe.
3: Sure. I'm, I'm, in a, I'm in Tashkent, Uzbekistan, and I am probably going to be in the region for a little while um, covering the situation from neighboring countries and some of the fallout and just kind of hammering in these twilight days of the U.S. presence in Afghanistan.
1: So, first of all, tell us what you think is going on. What, I mean, what is America doing?
3: I wish I could tell you, Glenn. It's an absolute I haven't seen anything that could be more of a mess than what we're seeing right now in uh, in the situation in Kabul airport just people have been trying for days and they physically cannot get there and and people are terrified and being injured and they're just at their wit's end I'm receiving calls and emails really just every 20 minutes from somebody new just in desperation of how do they get there but But, you know, what I'm seeing from other countries, though, I received um, some notifications today from the Australian government who are actually mobilising the Australian uh, citizens and visa holders there to a particular place, um, a hotel near the airport, and actually physically taking them in in a helicopter. So we're seeing that being done also by the Brits, and it's frustrating to see that the US, the mighty US, is not, able to do that and we're not allowing our great so, men and women who serve this country to leave the wire to do their job that they're there to do and that m- most of them want to do
1: so we're talking to holly mckay holly the the it's not that we can't do it it's that we're not i mean when no, i read that, when i read that you know uh, joe biden is saying that oh you can get through the gates americans getting through the gates well then why did you take two helicopters and fly them 200 meters outside of the gates to pick up 170 Americans? Why didn't they just go through the gates?
3: Yeah, exactly. I just, there's this sort of a collective denial that's happening from the administration, and it's extremely frustrating um, because you know I'm one of the people that has to look at these Afghans and speak to these Afghans every day and try to explain to them why my government is not able to, to help them even though they are citizens or they're people that, that have supported the U.S. or they have the correct paperwork and visas and it's just like banging your head up against a brick wall. Uh, I'm just not sure why the president is digging his heels in like this and refusing to acknowledge the brevity of the situation.
1: So um, they said, the White House says we're going to be able to get all Americans and everybody who holds a proper visa out by the 31st. I don't think there's a prayer of that happening unless something changes today dramatically. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh,
3: I, Go ahead. Am I, it really, in my opinion, what that is going to take at this point is Khalil Azad's office in Doha to have some very serious and stern uh, discussions with the Taliban leadership that they have been talking to now for several years. Um, the only way I see that becoming is, you know, if the Doha leadership is able to somehow rein in its uh, many, many rogue elements, which, you know, we could spend all day talking about that, too, um, and allowing people to get through. And, And what I what I sort of foresee happening is possibly American citizens being allowed through, but Afghan Americans or Afghans with um visas. american visas they're going to be the ones that the taliban is basically not wanting to leave and, and the taliban have been very open about that and saying we do not want afghans leaving we need as much quote unquote talent here in our country and uh, they've been very adamant about that so unless khalil azad's office can do some serious diplomacy i don't see that happening by the end of this month
1: so my audience last week we raised uh we're at i think 28 million dollars now and we have 20 uh Airbuses and Boeing's uh at an airport very close uh and we can't get the state department to clear them uh and uh we also uh you know can't can't seem to get outside of the gates and get any permission from anybody to help bring these people in and I sat there last week uh when all this money was coming in and i I thought to myself, and it must have been the way people were that were saving Jews back in Germany, these people mean nothing to you. You're just going to kill them. Why won't Mm. you just let them go? They mean something to us. Let them go. It's clearly not that they're trying to keep all the talent in Afghanistan. These are just people they're going to kill. Am I wrong?
3: Exactly. Uh, no, not wrong at all. Or people that they can uh, exert, a, you know, a terrible control and a terrible life over. Um, you know, if they want to keep them alive, it would be on a power trip basis, and to to really, you know, put them in jail, talk to them, make their lives incredibly miserable. Um, so I guess the more people that you can control, you know, the more power these uh, the Taliban seems to think it has. Um, but yeah, they just they won't let them go, and I think that is, it's just it's sort of terrifying and. I think you know, part of the problem, too, is that the leadership has been in Doha, um, and so they don't really have any control over the many rogue elements. And mind you, 7,000 of the most hardened Taliban fighters who have been sitting in Bagram prison for the past 10, you know, upwards yeah. to 20 years have just been released last week by the Taliban when they took over the airbase. I mean that you know we're seeing the release of Bagram. Uh, I'm not. We're seeing the release of Taliban prisons all over the country, but the release of the Bagram ones—that's the bad of the bad. So, mind you, they're in their first week of freedom. Um. So, you know, it just gives me chills to think what's what's happening there. Uh,
1: the the women and children. I mean, I I actually heard somebody say, "Ah, oh, these people know what it's like over there. That's the way they've lived." No, not for the last 20 years. They haven't. A 20-year-old girl right now has not been raised to think that that's the way it is. She thinks that, you know, she's a powerful woman and can do things that guys can do. Everything that we know in the West to be true. And now she's being faced with a life of absolute hell. Where are the people that are shouting about women's rights and, and the rights of children? Where is the the outrage from Americans that are constantly saying that that is their goal to help. It seems to be awfully
2: quiet.
3: Yeah, it's sickening. It's sickening. I know so many women who have gone to become doctors and lawyers and teachers and, and just doing really incredible things and now to think that their lives are going to be Relegated to a dank basement, and every time they step out of the house, they're going to have to be completely covered and accompanied by a male relative. They're not going to be able to work or go to school or to really have any sense of uh, be be seen or heard. Um, it just is. It's just an unfathomable thought. It's just, yeah, especially in urban areas like Kabul, where women have just, yeah, they have grown up to have these these rights, or just to think that that has been stripped away from them like that. I just, I can't even wrap my head around it right now.
1: Um, Tell me about your, your escort of the Taliban out. Tell me about that.
3: yeah, so what happened was my photographer, Jake and I, we were we had a base in Kabul and we we're actually planning to be, uh, both of us have spent considerable time in Afghanistan before and we were planning to be here through to November. So about three months, really capturing the end of the era in terms of the US and then, you know, how Afghanistan was going to survive in that first little chapter. We we weren't quite envisioning things to, to fall the way that they did. Um, so we were there working Kabul for a little while And decided to go up to Mazar Sharif Which is the northern province And it was actually the province Where the US first came in After 9-11 and it was the first one Taken back from the Taliban And if anyone's seen the movie Str- uh, 12 Strong I think it's called You'll mm-hmm. see that there is a uh, Mar- Marshal Dostum who was sort of Heralding that first group And he's someone I spent uh, a little bit of time With a couple of years ago Interviewing mm-hmm. in Turkey and so Coming back, we thought we would. Um, I would go and visit him again and do another interview. And, and there was sort of this lot of hope that his forces, combined with some other Northern Alliance leaders in the north, were joining with some of the Afghan SF commandos and looked to be a viable fighting force against the Taliban, who were quickly taking a lot of the northern provinces. But Mazaf is an extremely anti-Taliban place and so it wasn't like that they had any community support that they may have had in other provinces that are in the south or along the Pakistan border which tend to be a little bit more sympathetic to the Taliban. Mazar wasn't like that at all so we went north I believe it was Thursday of the week before last and you know we got there and it was just it was this vibrant city that I'd grown to know and love and the markets were full and people were out and and we were Go I was going around interviewing the shopkeepers, and I was outside there sort of very have a very famous blue mosque and I was outside there in the park, you know sitting with the women, talking to the men, talking to people that have fled other northern provinces uh who were escaping the taliban and and things just felt very full of life and i'm I was sitting there just trying to think, how is this place on the verge of being attacked by the Taliban I, you know, nobody sort of seemed too concerned and I thought well you know maybe everything's fine and I, I kept in very close contact with a lot of my Afghan security officials who said no there's no way Mazar is ever going to fall and if it does it's going to be a long way away. So I felt very confident being there and then the following day, Friday you noticed a shift and it was quite bizarre and I, we still went out, we're still in the streets, I'm still doing interviews and things But but less people were around and you just sort of started to see that there was something. And people kept telling me, shopkeepers are like, they're coming. And I thought, uh, you know, they're still a fair way away. And I thought, no, they're really going to push them back. You've got this incredible fighting force. Um, And then by Saturday... It was just bizarre. And I woke up and we went out and there were just people lined up around the bank trying to get their money out so that they could flee. And I was trying to get hold of so many of my interpreters and fixers and things to help me out with some stories. And everybody just kept saying, everybody's left. Everybody's gone to Kabul. Everybody's ran away kind of thing. And it's a 10-hour drive between Mazar and Kabul. Um, So I was a bit stuck. And then I ended up finding someone who was able to come out and um, and do some uh, translations for me. And I got into a cab and I started to see all these people fleeing from the outside villages and they were coming into the city and we were trying to interview them and and we're driving along this very abandoned road outside the city and this cab driver just turned and looked at me and he said, I'm scared. I don't want to go any further. And I said, oh, okay, Um, we'll go back. No problem. And the interpreter was sort of on the phone and he turned around and he had this very bizarre big smile on his face and he said to me, oh, they've broken through the front line. They're coming to Mazar. And I thought, there's no way this is happening you know this this place was just alive yesterday and the afternoon kind of continued and my photographer and I went out to this kebab cafe and there was just not a soul on the street it was it was very eerie and we sat down and then we just looked at each other and went something is really wrong something we don't know is really really wrong let's go And so we hurried back to the hotel we were staying. And just as I'm hurrying back through these streets, I see this swarm of motorcycles coming into the city. And that was the Taliban. And they basically were able to come in and take over that city without a shot. Um, So we kind of made it in just in time and um, sort of holed up on the roof of where we were staying. And we were able to kind of look down and see... Um, basically the way that they were just able to come through and take over a complete city and so from there it was kind of we were completely surrounded and it was just a very unnerving feeling because I thought oh my goodness what so what am I going to do next? I wasn't planning to be in the city as it fell.
1: Okay. All right. Hold on um, just a no second. Other... Let, me, let me just take yep. a <clears throat> one-minute break. We're back with Holly McKay here in a second. Uh, she'll finish the story. Uh, Sandra was having trouble sleeping for a very long time because through the night she would wake up in pain. problem was the inflammation in her joints, and it made her ache all through her body. You know the aching feeling that you get when you have the flu. It's uh, it's what she was feeling every single night. And there was no hope of change in sight until she heard about relief factor. She was skeptical, but she was also desperate. And I know what that feels like. She had uh, very little to lose and a lot to gain if relief Factor worked. Sure enough, she says after a couple of weeks, her pain began to melt away. These days, she is sleeping soundly. She has her life back. And so could you. Please try Relief Factor, relieffactor.com. It's $19.95 for a three-week trial pack. If it doesn't work for you after three weeks, stop taking it. 70% of the people who try it go on to order more month after month. 80% – I'm sorry, 70%. The number is 800-500-8384. 800-500-8384. It's relieffactor.com. 10 seconds, station ID. So, why didn't they fight? Uh, we're back yeah, with, uh, uh, well, with Holly McKay. Why didn't they fight?
3: So, the night before, I actually spent the night before with the Afghan uh, Special Forces Commandos, and what I'd been gathering and what they were able to affirm to me and also affirm to me after the fact when I, when I went back to them, and they're all in hiding now, of course, running, running for their lives, when they explained to me what happened was that uh, they were basically sold out, Glenn. So, this is how corrupt the Afghan, you know, within the ranks of both the government and the military, and I really feel that the U.S. throughout this entire occupation turned a blind eye to the level of corruption, and that was a big factor. Yep.
2: Yep, we did. And
3: so what happened was there was a deal struck between one of the top ANA, Afghan uh, National Army uh, leaders in the area who was just appointed by Ghani, mind you, a week before Mm. this happened. He was appointed, and and he and a bunch of other kind of leaders all struck a deal with... The um, with the Taliban in advance to basically hand over the city, they got their money or whatever it is they got. They got to flee. They're all gone. They were all off into Uzbekistan or wherever. Dostum, Adip, they'd all left the country. These poor men, and this is what upset me most when President Biden was was blaming the Afghans for running away. These poor men, some of them very young kids, some you know boys, I should uh, young men, I should say, some of them being you know, very experienced fighters were basically left to the slaughter. They didn't know a deal had already been struck for them to, to surrender. They didn't know that. So they're fighting. My contact in the uh, commandos said to me, you know, he got to four o'clock that afternoon and they were just being overwhelmed and overrun. And he said then somebody came in and told him that basically everybody had left. And he just said the morale, he just said, you know, basically they were just told, you guys just need to run because the city's already been handed over. So if you keep fighting, they'll just kill you. So these poor um, young men and women are fleeing toward the Uzbek border. And then they sort of get there and they're dumping, you know, what, you know, this is a sad bit, too, is, you know, they're having to dump their weapons and dump their um, vehicles and things. And they're trying to get into to Uzbekistan, which I think had to end up shutting the border because it was so overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were really left to the slaughter. And I, and I can't blame them at that point for wanting to run away when they know that their own leaders on their side had sold already them sold them out. Yeah. Right? yeah. And, and I mean, what, what are you going to do at that yep. point? You're going to run for your life. I mean, who are you fighting for at that point? You're not fighting for your country anymore.
1: So so the, so the Taliban that's,
3: that's
1: something. The, the Taliban says to you that you know hey we're not the Taliban of 20 years ago. We've got about 3 minutes to finish the story. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I'd love to have you on no, again. Oh, of
3: course. So, yeah, so uh, basically, long story short, the only way we realized that we were actually going to get out of the city was to to have the Taliban take us out. There was too many checkpoints. There's no way we could have passed those ourselves safely. Um, so the Taliban, through some very careful diplomacy, Thanks, thankfully some really great uh, State Department people, plus mm. the Uzbek consul in Mazar was extremely helpful. We were able to to get an escort. Yeah, and immediately the first thing that you know the Taliban driver says to me is he just got out of Bagram too. Um, that was, you know, very nonchalant. And basically he wanted to tell me, he wanted to welcome me, he said the governor the governor wished he could have been there to talk to me, but, but he uh, was busy and then sort of said, we're not the same, there's a lot of propaganda about us. But then I started to obviously read through the lines that I probed and I wanted to know, well, what what, are you, what is your future for Afghanistan? And it was very clear and they made nothing, no effort to hide the fact they wanted a very stringent interpretation of, of Sharia and that... Um, you know, women were going to be covered and re- stuck into their basements, and and you know anyone who steals was going to get their hand cut off. So they were pretty blunt about that. Um, having said that, they were very polite to me because I was a foreigner, and I recognize that. I know that my Afghan friends and, and colleagues are not going to be given uh, the sort of Courtesy. the nice treatment that I received. You know, and and that's what what sort of scares me. So. Um, Holly, yeah, i was lucky but but that luck won't be extended
1: i i would love to have you back on maybe even perhaps later this week just to talk about some of your other experiences and and to be able to because you've been everywhere you have seen the worst of the worst and i'd love to hear how this compares to what has already happened elsewhere uh what is coming for afghanistan uh, Holly McKay the name of her book is Only Cry for the Living she's a journalist and war crimes investigator and uh, an amazing storyteller Holly McKay thank you back in a minute This is the Glenback program we have somebody else who just uh, got a bunch of women out of Afghanistan we're going to talk to her about that in just a minute first I want to I want you to do something for yourself today I know your your schedule is busy but I. I would ask that you would just take a minute to check out Patriot Mobile, the idea of changing your mobile phone provider probably sounds like a real pain in the butt, no matter you know, how much cheaper it might be, despite the fact that, unlike some of the big mobile companies like Verizon, Patriot Mobile is not donating to leftist causes. They contribute to things like the defense of the Second Amendment and the First Amendment and anti uh, anti abortion uh, things. Here's the, here's the important part. Switching to Patriot Mobile is not hard. It's incredibly easy. You're going to get the same level of service. I think you're going to get a better customer service than your current mobile provider. Literally, all that's stopping you from a better and more satisfying mobile experience is you just taking a couple of minutes to look into it. Check them out now, please. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. We all have to stand together. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck
0: head over to blaze tv.com slash glenn the promo code is glenn for 10 bucks off your subscription to blaze tv and continue to help with the nazarene fund.org
1: 10 years ago i started mercury one which is a charity uh, because i saw a need a need um of really teaching people to stand for themselves again, not waiting for the government to help. So we started Mercury one, uh, to be the first one to help the last one out first one in last one out. We're continuing that now with the Nazarene fund. Uh, we are the first in yesterday, uh, We had two planes take off with 700, uh, about 700 um, Afghani women, children, and families, and it's all because of you. Last year, uh, the uh, ninth anniversary of Mercury One, we um, introduced an initiative, the American Journey Experience, which is all about history. We have our 10th anniversary that is happening this year. We've decided to make it kind of a real cool event. It's happening on Saturday, October 9th. It's The Power of One, Renewing con, uh, uh, Kindness. And there's going to be a lot of things that are happening. It's at the Toyota Music Center or factory here in um, Dallas. And you can go to mercuryone.org or m one monextchapter.com. I am going to be announcing a new initiative, and this is a big one. And you're already seeing it in play um, because we need it. The power of one, and uh, that's what we're that's what we're doing. And I want to lay out a vision for America and the next chapter of Mercury One. You will see artifacts that have never before been seen in public. Uh, artifacts from the Pilgrims and from Jamestown. 1619 you don't have to reimagine we have all of it uh also heroes of history will be there uh some amazing people it's an incredible event i'd love for you to come tickets start at 25 dollars uh so bring your family bring your friends this is the uh the event to that pays for the light bills and everybody's salary and everything else. So when I go on the air and say 100% of the money goes to, I can say that with assurance because I've put on a a show or something uh, that uh, people will buy tickets to, to come and help us Uh, mercury one.org or M one nextchaptercom Make sure you join us. It's uh, I think the first Saturday in October, maybe second Saturday in October, make sure you join us. It's going to be an incredible thing. Now, speaking of the power of one, this is a great example of the power of one. Uh, Allison Renault, she's an Oklahoma mom that uh, saw the the uh, Afghani uh, robotics team, the girls on the Afghani robotics team, and she thought these kids are in trouble. She wanted to help get them out, and she did. So how did this mom do it? We have her on the phone with us now. Allison, hi, how are you?
4: Hi, Glenn. It's a pleasure to be with you today. Actually, it's an honor. I appreciate this opportunity.
1: Thank you. So, Allison, I mean, so many people feel like I'm just a mom or I, you know, what do I, what can I possibly do? You didn't think that. You just did it.
4: Well, I'm the mother of 11 biological children. And nine Whoa. of those children are girls. Are girls, and wow. all with one man, by the way. <laughs> mm, good for you. And um, you know, I met these. I worked in the space industry in Washington D.C. after obtaining my master's at Harvard at fifty fifty five years old in twenty sixteen. Wow! And uh, the doors uh, swung open for me to 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 walk into this field. It's been a, it's been an honor to work with um, our best and brightest, and and humble and genius people. Um, and one thing they taught me was failure was not an option. Uh, they make uh, science fiction fact, and they, they are really unstoppable. Um, I was invited to be on a very prestigious board of directors that I actually don't even deserve to be on called Explore Mars. They advocate in Washington, D.C. for human space exploration. And each year we have a conference in um, D.C., where we uh, bring in a lot of leaders to promote and to talk about exploration. We decided we would bring over these five uh, girls on the Afghan robotic team. And um, Elon Musk ac- actually paid their way. These girls came, and our, our goal was to allow them to immerse themselves in the space industry, mm. to um, to brush shoulders with astronauts, and to dream big. Um, I immediately got a, had a connection with these girls having so many daughters, and I think it was vice versa. And one of the things they requested after going to the White House and museums was, Allison, we just want to go to an amusement park. And I hmm. thought, and so I quickly raised the money in about 15 minutes for all these girls to go and uh, had video of them there. And, and they just had an amazing time. You know, sometimes kids just need to be kids. Yeah. But I, I kept in touch with them for a couple of years through text. And uh, in December of 2020, they began to request, hey, we're going to graduate high school. We'd like to come to, to, to the United States to get our degrees in engineering. Could you help us with scholarships? And we've been doing a lot of groundwork in that area. But I woke up on Tuesday, August 3rd, with an overwhelming, dreadful feeling that they were in great danger. At this time, nothing had quite collapsed yet or anything like that. And I thought to myself, I- I bet, I- I bet this must be a divine warning. Um, I couldn't shake it. I tried to. And I immediately began to reach out people to people way above my pay grade. I knew I would have to find some power and some influence. And I didn't know where to start. I just was armed with a courage and a cause and a cell phone. And I um, just began to, to, for two weeks, night and day, uh, try to find something. I kept running into brick wall after brick wall after brick wall. Mm-hmm. A lead would go hot, like if something was gonna happen and then it'd go cold. Um, I was working <laughs> in conjunction with their um, leader and mentor. Um, who is from Afghanistan, who lives in the United States. So she was working hard on her path of influence, and I was going hard in my U.S. area. Uh, There's sometimes when you have a dream and if nothing is working, you need to take drastic action. You need to do something wild. And I decided um, I would fly to Qatar. Um, It was a a good chance they might be flying there, uh, evacuated by the Qatari government. We tried India. We tried Canada. We tried a lot of different places, and we just weren't getting anywhere uh so on uh tuesday a couple of weeks ago or a week ago i had a one-way ticket and i thought wow when i get there i don't know anybody i'm traveling alone and so i called i remembered i had a former roommate in washington dc a couple of years ago that had been transferred there with the military and i thought i need to ask her you know where do i eat where do i stay can i go jogging in the mornings yeah. what do i wear in public head what what's what's proper and she said what's going on and i told her and she said do you know I work in the U S embassy in Qatar? I go, I had no idea. And she said, yeah, I have the ear of the high high officials there. I can help you send me their passports, send me their information and I'll prepare the, I'll prepare it all and present it. She stayed up all night. She went back to the embassy, stayed up all night from midnight to six and presented this and our U S officials really jumped on it. It began to alert people on the ground in Kabul and, um, the Qatari government got the girls to the airport. Our officials were right on top of it the whole way, uh, flanking the operation. were at the airport in case something went, went wrong. And somehow in a sea, uh, chaos of what the pictures you saw of 8 million people plus all the refugees. Miraculous, these girls were evacuated. And wow. uh, I didn't have to make the trip to Qatar, by the way. The, the, uh, my uh, friend said, no need to come. You need to stay on the phone. You need to stay on the ground. You don't need to be flying 20 hours and being silent with these girls. So um, it was reported that I did fly there, but I think it was just assumed. So um, anyhow, the girls are safe. They're in Qatar. And um, hats off to that government for stepping up.
1: I will tell you, there are a lot of very brave um, Muslim countries that uh, are are stepping up. And they are terrified because they know the uh, the weakness of the West right now. And they also know if they're outed. Uh, they will have all kinds of um, problems from Hezbollah and ISIS and and uh, you know out the new Al Qaeda et cetera et cetera and they're doing remarkable things, just truly remarkable things. Um, You're right. Uh, I have to tell you, Allison, uh, it's it's amazing to see, and I can I can relate entirely. Yesterday was not a good day for me, and I at one point I said, you know what. It's just not supposed to happen. I mean, maybe because maybe every single door is closing. And maybe it's just not supposed to happen. Let's go another direction. And I stopped myself, and I thought, that is so defeatist. No, keep moving forward. And it's hard, especially like you when you were completely alone. I commend you.
4: Thank you. But, uh, Glenn, there's nothing that happens unless there's a team. Yeah and uh, it wasn't just me okay um so i just want to commend all the people that were involved what a tremendous job they did um and how fast they they leapt into action you know sometimes you think it's someone that's full of power and influence that you're going to get a hold of that's going to do the job for you no. but here was just little roommate of mine yeah. uh that god connected me with and suddenly it exploded and the, the and it began to work mm-hmm. and i'm just uh, shocked uh how one willing person who cares, God can use them.
1: Yep. It's it's really remarkable. Um, Allison, thank you so much. God bless. I hope to meet you someday. Uh, we're not that far, just down the street.
4: But. We are. And I just want to mention um, real quickly, if you have one more minute, sure. is that okay? Yeah. Um, because of the media coverage I've had over the last few days, the cries for help from within Afghanistan from women who are in hiding, professional women who've been fired, who are being hunted who are being tortured reports Jeez. last night of two killed and shot. And these are professional educated women, one beat to death, one blinded. Um, I was back, back, This i was back on ground, at ground zero again. What worked for the girls that I helped was not going to work to evacuate these, these, these people that are in hiding. And I said, send me the list. I'm not going to leave one behind. How can and we I help? thought it would be, I thought there'd be 20 people and it was 212 women Afghan judges in hiding Supreme court, um that are and i asked my commando friends on the ground that are helping me and they said yes they will be the first to die they'll be the first to die because they have imprisoned uh men they have imprisoned people who are beating their their wives right and all those prisoners have been released and these women are being hunted and it was 212 women how can we help um, you
1: how can we help you you know
4: um we've got um a NASA, former NASA general counsel friend of mine working on this along with the Yale Law School who are assembling all the data of these women, submitting all their uh, information to uh, state department. It's, it's turning fast. I've got an extraction team on the ground. Um, and I think and I've got an ambassador that reached out to me over the European Union that says, I'm going to find asylum. He's already called so many countries and they're working on it as well. Okay, but so- the one thing I'm missing is planes. A plane plane.
1: (laughs) You're talking to a guy who has 20 of them. Yes. Um, You get them to the airport. I'll need to have my team get in touch with you. You need to work it out because of the State Department and everything else. But you get them to the tarmac. I'll get them on a plane.
4: Good. Well, we're Americans and we figure it out, don't we, Glenn?
1: Yeah, we do. Yes, we do. You get them Uh, to the tarmac. I'll get them to I'll get them to another country where they'll be safe.
4: And i just want to say mr president if you hear this message we need more time we we need more time please give us more time thank you glenn
1: allison thank you god bless somebody get all of her information and get it to uh, the people at uh, the nazarene fund right away <sighs> okay welcome i want to talk to you about american financing If you're a homeowner and fiscally responsible, you probably spend a fair amount of time looking for ways to lower your monthly costs. And that undoubtedly means like not spending beyond your means. But some of it might uh, look like lowering your interest rate on things like your mortgage or your credit card debt. The best way I know how to find out what your savings could be is to call American Financing. Their consultants can do a free mortgage review to see if you might be able to refinance at a lower interest rate. They can look to see if your debt consolidation loan might work for you. They've been helping people just like you get a better financial footing for over 20 years. And they're in it for you, not the bank. You're never going to get any pressure. No upfront or hidden fees. Just the best possible customer service from a group of people who love nothing more than see people like you succeed. It's American Financing. AmericanFinancing.net. Americanfinancing.net 800-906-2440 American Financing NMLS 1-82334 www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org This is the Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck Program. We're glad that you are here. We have uh, so many senators and House members that uh, are working and calling Mercury One because of your phone calls yesterday. Um, And I know that um, I know that Ted Cruz is working on something. Mike Lee is working on something. Several House members uh, and other senators as well are engaged in clearing the red tape. uh, If you can even call it that uh, clearing the mess of the State Department out of the way to increase the number of flights. Um, Yesterday, uh, some senators started to push and uh, ask some questions, and lo and behold, two flights for the Nazarene Fund took off yesterday, finally, while we were asleep last night. Uh, I was able to confirm that they were off the ground and safe at about uh, 5 a.m. Eastern time. Uh, and it's all because of you and teamwork As our last guest just said, it's it's the power of one. But as she said, it's a team. And that's that is the I mean, you just heard it. She's like, look, I have everything. I have all the paperwork. I have the documents. I have the, the government saying, yes, I just don't have a plane. Well, I've got a plane. I mean, we've got a plane sitting right there on the tarmac uh, probably soon, if not already. Uh, On the tarmac, we we have the capability of turning them around every 30 minutes, but we can't get the State Department uh, to move on it. But it is just the power of one individual just saying, I'm doing this part. Does anybody have another piece and somebody standing up and doing their part? And tomorrow I'm going to tell you a story of how individuals really make a difference and you think i don't have the power to do anything i don't i can't do it it's not true and i'll tell you you don't want to miss tomorrow's program um i'll tell you about more about that on tomorrow's program but just don't miss it all right an update on the funding and how many people have been getting out and a pentagon press conference (laughs) That just happened. All that and so much more coming up in just a minute. Let me tell you about uh, Video Angel, uh, our sponsor uh, for the Blaze broadcast this hour. And um, VidAngel is a way for you to control what your family sees on television. And you know, it's we all have our own different,
0: um, you know, our own different standards, right? Like, can we watch? Could people watch this show and edit out your parts? Like, is that, is that something uh, VidAngel could do? No, VidAngel's only
1: worked on cutting out your parts. Really? So, like, right now, it looks <laughs> like I'm speaking to just me, myself.
0: Just So, the VidAngel people are just, it looks like you're talking to no one.
1: Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, but you really don't miss anything okay. when that's cut out. Yeah. Uh, VidAngel actually uh, helps you filter the things that you don't want to see. Uh so you know if if you have things with the kids make them squirm or you makes you squirm or whatever or the violence or the language whatever it is VidAngel will change your TV watching experience com. use the promo code beck1 and you can try VidAngel for a month for only a dollar choose from over 2500 movies and 11000 TV episodes with new ones added every single week Trust me, VidAngel will make your shows better. It's vidangelbeck.com. Use the promo code Beck1. VidAngelbeck.com. All right, final hour of the program, and I finally unleash Stu in just a minute on Cuomo. almost at 30 million dollars raised for the nazarene fund and our evacuation mission in afghanistan i have a an update on that coming up in just a second and from somebody who has been there and seen it what is happening to the christians in afghanistan we go there in 60 seconds the glenn beck program so what is on your playlist right now? What's the soundtrack of your day look like? Uh, you can listen to podcasts. You can listen to music. You can listen to anything. What is the soundtrack of your life? One of the reasons I love Raycon wireless earbuds is the sound quality is unbelievable. They come with gel tips for your comfort. And unlike a lot of other brands, they don't uh, stick out of your ears like uh, little white golf clubs. Now, here's the thing. They also have 32-hour battery life. You could fly around the world and never have to plug your, your earphones in uh, at all. You have these earbuds that will last for 32 hours. So listen to what you want, when you want, for a really long time. And the good news is they're half the price of other premium audio brands. And they sound just as ma- as amazing. And... There's a 45-day happiness guarantee. So if you're not happy with them, 45 days, just return them. Create your soundtrack with Raycon. Get to 15% off right now at Raycon. Buyraycon.com slash back. That's buyraycon.com slash back. Save 15% now. Buyraycon.com slash back. Jeff King is the uh, president of international Christian concern, uh, and his website is persecution.org. He's one of the world's leading experts on Christian persecution and religious freedom. And, uh, we wanted to talk to him about what is happening with the Christians over in Afghanistan. Hi, Jeff. How are you? Jeff, are you there?
2: i sorry about that. I am. Um...
1: That's right. Um, Thank you for being on with us, and thank you for uh, keeping track of what's happening all around the world. It's getting really dangerous in a lot of places in the world to be a Christian.
2: Yeah, unfortunately it is. I I half-jokingly say it's a growth industry we're in, and unfortunately it's even starting to to, uh, come home to roost here in the States.
1: I'd like to hear more about that um, (laughs) in a second. Um, First, tell me what is happening with the christians what is life like for a christian and i believe there are about fifteen thousand converts from the last 20 years
2: yeah that's it's, uh that's close to the right number and you know glenn those converts are kind of in different in different categories some of them have come out publicly and said look i'm going to live openly as a christian not just as a christian but as a convert from islam and in a place like afghanistan that's a death sentence, especially when the Taliban comes in. It's one thing when your uh, uncle, of the United States, is is in control, but when that falls apart, that means those guys are—they have a target on their back and they're going to be killed. And, and, they're, and
1: it, in fact, they're going to be killed. If I if I have this right, the Taliban said just last week, the Christian converts: if we find you, we will set you on fire. You will burn to death uh, and be set on fire while alive.
2: Yeah, I mean, we we all know these guys are horrible. They're going door to door. They're checking people. Glenn, are you going to Mos? Have you been to mosque? Are you going to mosque? Christians are getting calls saying we know you. We're watching you. And others are being assassinated. It hasn't moved to the Christians yet. It's it's really starting with the judges and the uh, intel people and the special forces. They're being dragged out of their homes and shot, probably at about a rate of ten per day. We expect that soon, unfortunately, you're going to see Christians dragged out of their homes and and killed.
1: We know because we're trying to save um, many. um, We know that they're not really congregating together uh, anymore. They're trying to stay as separate as possible so they don't get each other killed. Uh, Mm -hmm. And many of them are in hiding with their family.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's always tricky with what can be said in this situation. But, you know, there's there is a mass of humanity that that most people know about that surrounds the U.S. air base. And so obviously there's people in there there. They are all all of those people are targeted for one reason or another. um, And some of our friends are in there. Uh, and yet at the same time that there's there's those public converts I spoke of, but there is a whole mass of others that you're referring to. And they're they've been underground. And yet at the same time, it's not going to take too long to figure out who these mm-hmm. people are, especially when they get tortured before they're murdered and say, who else is a Christian? And they'll start working through and doing those kind of things, including the, the others you mentioned. So,
1: And they'll they'll know who they are because they're not showing up at mosque.
2: Yeah, and even those who are willing to uh, to go that length to keep their life to say, look, I'm going to go to mosque, um, you know, just to stay hidden, because if I don't, it's going to be clear. Um, but some of them just won't do that. They're going to say, I can't do that. That would make me a fake, and then they're going to be discovered pretty quickly.
1: I mean, it's are, are you? I mean, you have to feel this way doing what you do. When you see these people, and meet these people, and you see their faith, don't you kind of feel like a fraud? I mean, because Americans have never been pushed against the wall like this. I've never had to. Mm. I've never had to choose my life or my faith before, and I hope I would. I hope I would stand strong. But these people are just incredible. Just incredible.
2: Yeah. Glenn, I, no, no host has ever asked me that question. It's something I often say. I'll confess about myself, and I think that's just a, a humble response because I, I so often. We'll look at these people and I'll say, you know, if that's a Christian, then what am I? Because what would yes. we do in this situation? They're really, you see, the deepest faith and it coupled with the deepest cost. And it's an amazing thing to be associated with them and be able, to be able to serve them. It is. Them.
1: It is. And, you know, our country wouldn't take them under Barack Obama. Our country won't take them now under Joe Biden. And these are the people that would renew us. These people... Uh, would come into our faith communities and we would learn so much from them. I mean, I, I, I have, I have so, rich, so much respect. And every time I ever think about would I stand up, you know, you always kind of get down to, well, could you say things that could, you know, help you escape and get away? Would you be willing to play the game? These people don't play the game. They don't uh-huh. play the game. They're like, yes or no. I'm either a Christian or I'm not.
2: Ab- absolutely, yeah. Uh, there are so many, and they've even, like I said, they've they've even come out already. So they didn't even choose to stay hidden. Some of them have uh, converted, and then even on their ID cards, you know, it shows yeah, uh, what's going on. And so that that kind of courage is something, and and it's frustrating because there are people in that ring around the human uh, in, in, around the the base that have to get through where they're going to be assassinated. And there's the talk from the administration, uh, and then there's the actuality of what's going on on the ground. Very, very few people are getting through, and uh, to my knowledge, none of the, our friends have gotten through. Uh,
1: well, anything that we can do to help your organization, um, you know, I have <laughs> I just signed for a bridge loan yesterday for twenty seven thirty sevens and A320s. Uh, and as, as we get them rolling, uh, any Christians that can get into the airport, uh, we will, we will take them in. Um, if you, if if, if please let's just team up, uh, off air, um, uh, because anything we can do, we will.
2: Well, first of all, you just solved a mystery because I was just, I just got off the phone with our contacts inside and we were aware of these planes that are available. And mm-hmm. we were like, now, who did this? We were, we were speculating who did it. So you just provided the answer. And <laughs> yeah. I so appreciate that. Yeah. You're amazing.
1: Yeah, it's our audience um, that has done it. I mean, we've... Absolutely. Uh, last week, I went on the air and said, we need money. We are yeah. just about to break $30 million. Uh, and so we have the money we have, you know, we're just, we really need prayers because, uh, yeah. the state department is standing in our way. Yeah. Otherwise we'd be yeah. lifting off all the time. Um, yeah, no,
2: that's the deal. I mean, there, and just for your listeners, it's like, look, I'm on the outside. We have no connection. This is the first time we've ever spoken and I'm just got off the phone and it's like the planes are out there waiting. We don't know who's provided them. Um, and yet, the problem is getting them through the gate. and it's and it's honestly, it's beyond the Christians. I feel for all these people. I do too, they all have you know they have a target on their back. And on the one hand, you'd say, you understand the position of the military. They don't want to get embarrassed. They don't want a suicide bomber. But look, we've been handling this type of situation for a long time in Iraq. And I think they've learned something. And you'd think if they could just get them onto the base and sort them, if they have to throw some of the fish back, so be it, if they're scammers or whatever. To get these people out of that ring around the airport. And by the way, Glenn, they have no food, no water, uh, no medicine, and their phone chargers, their only link to their survival, to any hope they have, they don't even have phone chargers. So, So if anything, if they could just get that out into that area, we we
1: uh, have. Get these people. we, We put a plane up in the sky yesterday. It was about this time that it was being loaded. Um, And they had been on the tarmac for days. uh, And as we were loading them onto the plane, uh, our guy said, we have to call for medical aid uh, when we land because everyone on this plane is dehydrated. We need IVs. Well, those people sat on the tarmac waiting for the State Department for six additional hours before they were allowed to take off.
2: Yeah. And and we we are f- friends. We work with the State Department. We're big fans, but this has got to change. It's a disaster, um, and something has got to break free. It's like let's just put humanity first and get bureaucracy out of the way, and let's move fast and save lives. But I can't tell you how much I appreciate what you guys are doing, and uh, based on your initiative and drive and and your heart. So well, amazing.
1: We'll we'll, uh, we'll help you any way we can. I'm gonna. Um uh I'm going to have one of our producers put you in touch with the Nazarene Fund and if there's any way we can help you um we will we will. Uh, thank, you. thank you. Sir. You bet. So appreciate. You bet. Bye-bye. Uh <sighs> You know there it's an amazing thing how we uh we all can just come together And just put our differences aside. And the nice thing about it is no one that I know of gives a flying crap who gets the credit. Nobody cares. And everybody that I know of, I mean, we know that there is a possibility that uh, some of our people who are out trying to rescue people and bring them in, we know there's a possibility that they may be killed or the people they're shepherding could be killed. And that would be really bad. We're a group of people and, and uh, I would put Jeff in this same category. He just kind of said pretty much the same thing. We don't, we're not looking for anything. Let's just put humanity first. We don't care who gets the credit and we'll take the blame. I'm fully aware. My wife said to me this weekend, she said, Glenn, this is so dangerous. What happens if blah, blah, blah? And I said, honey, they're going, to, they're going to find some way to make us into evil bad guys anyway. What difference does it make? We know they're going to say things. Do you know, I read a story last night. Glenn Beck says he raised X number of dollars. I, I say that? Well, you did
0: say it. Technically, it is an accurate headline. You yeah. have said it. Yeah. Isn't
1: it interesting because that's not the headline
0: I would uh, write Mm -hmm. what
1: they're they're implying that we didn't raise that money. They're implying that somehow or another, this is just, a I guess, what a made up fantasy land.
0: Definitely, I would say they left it open for interpretation interpretation. You could take it that way. Yes, (laughs) you could. You could. I'm just I saw that same headline and I thought to myself, at least they wrote something about it. Yes, you know, I I, <laughs> I
1: will tell you that was my first thought as well.
0: Wow, they're I, writing something about it. What have we seen? Seriously, I mean, I, I saw the independent story who wrote, who mentioned it when we were at twenty million dollars. I saw a uh, the the story. I think it was Insider Business Insider that wrote that one that you are talking yeah, about. Yeah, I don't know um, that. And then I saw there's one today from Faith Wire that says after raising over twenty eight million dollars to rescue Afghan Christians, Glenn Beck shares an incredible update and has the pictures. Uh, that you shared on your instagram uh, today but you know obviously i think the blaze has covered it which is great <laughs> outside of that that's it it's about that's it, it. That's which is it. amazing i'm waiting for the glenbeck uh attack oh and, it's coming uh, articles that are oh, coming it's
1: coming it's coming they but, will smear Glenn Beck just bought a 25 million dollar <laughs> house in malibu they will come up with something and i can Wait, tell you y- can i come visit Oh yeah, you should see it. It's really nice. It's a total coincidence. <laughs> I bought no, it this I'm weekend, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I bought uh, I I bought 12 and a half Bugattis. Really? Was, yeah. You bought a half. Yeah, how did you a buy half. a
0: half Bugatti?
1: Uh, it's uh, difficult.
0: Okay, it's difficult.
1: But uh, they'll share? do it. Was you it know. a timeshare? No, cut it in no, half? they'll just okay. they'll cut it in half. Look, if you buy twelve, <laughs> they'll send you a half Bugatti if you'd like to That's pay for it. Sort of so, customer
0: service anyway. we need. <laughs>
1: so anyway i'm going to give you the situation on the ground uh i have the latest uh update uh from uh overseas in the middle east uh from the nazarene fund i'll give you what i can in uh, 60 seconds if you think that big companies you do business with can't have data breaches because they're big companies they must have amazing security right Well, you're not understanding the big picture. T-Mobile recently confirmed that a data breach that could affect 47 million past and present customers. Have you ever had your cell phone with T-Mobile? Because that might be you. Cyber criminals are taking all of this data. Your information might be on the dark web this morning for sale. It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our everyday lives. You put your information at risk on the Internet. That's why cyber criminals are uh, are just pigs in crap, because they love how much information we just pour out. Nobody can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but you can protect what's yours By getting Lifelock by Norton. They're the best in the business. Save up to 25% off your first year at lifelock.com with the promo code back. That's promo code back at lifelock.com, 1 800 Lifelock, 1 800 Lifelock, or lifelock.com, promo code back, save 25%. 10 seconds, station ID. Uh, All right. Uh, The latest I have on the fundraising uh, came in about an hour ago, uh, and that is $28,658,000 and, uh, and, you know, some change. Uh, $28.5 million. uh, I, I think we're going to be at $30 million. Uh, soon. And I can't thank you enough for what you're doing. Um, it is truly amazing. Let me give you an update. Um, yesterday, we had an aircraft of uh, 340 that took off. Then today, this morning, I announced that uh, we had two uh, jets that have taken off. Uh, the The last jet is currently in the process of turning it around quickly as possible to grab another three hundred and forty on the tarmac yesterday was really challenging. This is um, getting this from the head of our operations over in the Middle East. He said it all worked out by the grace of God. Um, One of our aircraft broke down on the tarmac in Kabul. We had to replace the battery and organize the passengers to get them on the correct manifest list. Uh, confusion because another aircraft on the ramp had uh, important passengers heading to another destination and all the names were written apparently in PASH-2, which none of us speak, but we had to get all of those names translated and all of the documents translated. Anyway, uh, the aircraft uh, took off after sitting on the ramp. Uh, It was fully loaded. We finally got the permission from the state department um, we will, um, this is, I can't talk about that. Um, our biggest obstacle remains the state department and the white house. Um, we have senior officials not going to say where I'm not going to read any of that. Tensions outside of the gate, extremely high. People are on top of each other. The Taliban continues to obstruct at every turn. Lots of concern today over IEDs going off outside of the gate. Contrary to popular knowledge, the Taliban and ISIS hate each other. And ISIS wants the Taliban to suffer and may do so via some sort of attack at the gates. That way they can blame it on the Taliban. Um, Personally, I, I can't wait until we're all out of there so they can just kill each other. It would be fantastic if they would just spend the time. You know, thinning the herd of bad guys. I uh, I welcome them. Uh, unlike other administrations, I don't think we should arm them. But uh, maybe that's just me. We will try to give you an update as uh, things begin to move. Um, I know I can confirm that 700 uh, Christians... Women, children, families have uh, now landed in a safe country in the Middle East, which will which will remain nameless uh, for their safety and the country's safety. Um, But uh, I can confirm today that the first 700 have landed and they are okay, and now being processed to go to their new homes all around the world. Uh, we need your prayers, and if you still want to donate, you can. We can always use that. This is this is going to be an ongoing effort, not just in Afghanistan, but uh, unfortunately all across the Middle East as America becomes weaker. You can donate at thenazarenefund.org or mercuryone.org.
0: This is the Glenn Beck Program.
1: Knowing who you can count on in this country is extremely important. Uh, There are very few people that I think we can count on. Uh, There was one group that was started. It was AMAC. It was started when we were at Fox. And I was talking about another, you know, a seniors group. And I'm like, what are these people doing? They are selling people down the river. That's when um, a very smart guy decided to start AMAC. He is fighting on our side. This this now he has unfortunately passed away, but his family is in charge of uh, AMAC now, and they are warriors, warriors for the Constitution. They stand firm with the truth and they will not fold under pressure. It is one group I think you can count on, and it's the Association of Mature American Citizens, otherwise known as AMAC. There's now two million members strong. I urge you to become a member. They stand for advocacy, benefits and information that you can trust. America needs you America needs amac slash Beck join now
0: amac.us/ Beck Go to the Nazarenefund.org to put in your donation and help the people in crisis in Afghanistan the Nazarenefund.org. Andrew Cuomo is awful, yes, of course, but Andrew Cuomo is also gone. Goodbye, Andy. Andrew Cuomo is officially out of office. The long New York-based nightmare is over. He wrote today, said, "I, I hereby tender my resignation for the office of governor of the state of New York. This resignation will be effective uh, at midnight which is already passed this past day midnight august 24th 2021 it has been my pleasure to serve with you both oh it really has been our pleasure hasn't it watching andrew cuomo flail through the past God, how long has it been 10 years of being governor he wanted another term he wanted to outdo his father that was his big goal to get to his fourth term as governor of new york he did not succeed. In fact, he didn't even equal his father, who actually lasted his full three terms. Now, Andrew Cuomo, of course, is made news as he's gone out of office, as he typically does. Cuomo, who had been staying with his uh, sisters uh, in Westchester County, recently had asked staff members in the executive mansion if anyone would like to keep his dog, Captain who has remained at the state-owned residence after the governor moved out last week. Now, typically, when you move out of your home, you bring the dog with you. I mean, I think that's the normal way of doing things. And if you're going to go live with your sister, then maybe you bring your dog with you. Maybe your sister takes care of it, but apparently they he left it at the mansion. Now, this is coming from two state police, police sources through the uh, Albany Times-Union. They said that the governor had asked mansion staff members if anyone would be interested in caring for the dog. Apparently, he had nipped a few people over the years and was a little bit of a problem. Of course, obviously, Cuomo denied this because that's what Cuomo does. When anyone criticizes him about anything, he just denies it and acts as if you're crazy for asking. He has denied it and through initially a spokesperson, a person who is all over the report about how he abused women, he came out and said, ah, oh, come on, this is a lie. You can't possibly think this is true. And finally, Andrew Cuomo tweeted about his dog saying some people just can't get the facts straight. Yes, I was downstate monitoring storm response for a few days, but Captain and I are a man and his dog. He is part of our family, and that's the way it will always be. And he tweeted a great photo, and, and it kind of warmed your heart a little bit. It's Andrew Cuomo petting his dog with his loving daughters looking along. I mean, it's it's a beautiful photo, and it almost looks like a professional photo. Really, it really is a nice picture. Um, it does kind of look like a professional photo. I think it. Oh, that's because it was. It was from People Magazine from 2020, so it was not a current photo at all once again andrew cuomo in another moment of this one a minor crisis lies yet again because that's what he does that's who he is that's why he's gone because he lies all the time that's who andrew cuomo is andrew cuomo lies it's what he does all of the time all of the things he says Every time he says them are lies. He cannot physically say something that is true. It is not within his skill set. Of course, obviously, uh, he is still under investigation. Now, they've thrown out the impeachment part of the proceedings. Because as you all understand... Democrats think it's crazy to impeach a politician after they've left office. That would be insane. Never have they ever recommended impeaching a a politician after they have left office. Can you imagine such a crazy thing supported by Democrats? I know I can't. But that was legitimately their excuse. Oh, come on. It's a moot point. The guy's leaving office. Do you remember the last year Do we not recall what happened in January as President Trump was about to leave office? What you recommended happen after he left office? Do you remember all of this? This does not ring a bell at all. Doesn't matter. I will say, though, Democrats really, almost to the level that I do, hated Andrew Cuomo. I mean, they really despised Andrew Cuomo, and that's the only way he's leaving office. As you know, Democrats don't leave office because they've, they've been involved in a scandal. I mean, we have governors in this country who, are, who are, have been photographed in blackface and are still running their states. That is what happens when you're a Democrat. If you get involved in a scandal, you don't need to leave. You stay. You stay and the media covers for you and we all move on. That's what happens. But Andrew Cuomo actually passed this sort of mythical line. Somehow he was able to get through the wall of protection from the Democratic Party. And you can only do that by, doing, by being really, really efficient in, in, in how terrible of a person you are. Because people are now saying, well, look, this is frustrating because he's being kicked off uh, out of office because of the Me Too scandal. And of course, that's important. If you read the report, which I have done, and we've gone over here on this program, you realize that there is a lot in the report. It's not just a couple of jokes he made. It's not just a couple of hand gestures that got mistaken. He did a lot, and he deserves to be removed for what he did. He's fighting that still. He released a video yesterday still proclaiming his innocence. There are a lot of accusations against him, and he, of course, deserves due process, barely but he deserves due process and if it was just that i don't think he would be removed how many times have we seen democratic politicians walk right through a scandal like this doesn't matter how many women accuse you of things if you're a democrat generally speaking unless you're harvey weinstein you're pretty much going to make it through but he went so much further than that all of the people that hated him in new york all of the lies all of the investigations, the nursing home scandal was necessary to remove him from office. If that did not occur, he would not be gone. Now, I would absolutely rather have him in office than have thousands of families grieving their relatives. I would prefer that all of the thousands of people that he is responsible for their deaths, I would, re- I would prefer they were still alive. And even though it would suck for the people of New York that he was still in office... You'd like the idea that people with beating hearts still had them beating. Unfortunately, that's not an option because of what Andrew Cuomo did with the nursing homes. And we should remember the way this is being framed now and, and tossed away is, look, it was, a, it was a difficult time. It was a hard time for every politician. And, you know, maybe he made a mistake. He did, that's, this is not an understandable mistake any more than it's an understandable mistake to not evacuate your tens of thousands of people out of a country as you hand it over to the Taliban. It's not a mistake you can excuse. He put known infected patients with a pandemic virus in the same rooms with the most vulnerable people. He knowingly imported and guaranteed the import of COVID-19 into nursing homes. This is not an understandable oopsie. This is probably the single worst decision made in the entire pandemic era. Add on to that the fact that he was one of that was he was one of only a few Democratic governors who did that, some of which still have survived that crisis. And it proves that you need all of these elements to remove someone like Andrew Cuomo. Governor of New Jersey is still in office somehow. After he did the same thing, one thing he did not do, though, was prevent nursing homes, prevent nursing homes from even testing patients that were coming in for COVID-19. Why? In their own words, because they wanted to make sure that COVID-19 patients were not discriminated against because of their COVID-19 status. As if it was their skin color. Oh, we can't can't discriminate against those people with a deadly virus that could be passed to the most vulnerable person in the bed next to them. Even after he was warned by the nursing homes that many of the nursing homes he was importing COVID-19 into did not have private rooms. They were sharing rooms, people who were infected and people who were not infected. Well, he brought everybody together because after that, everybody was infected. And thousands died because of that move. Thousands. He then covered it up over and over and over again. To the point of, to this moment, they are still underreporting how many people are dead in New York from COVID 19. The CDC has different numbers than the state of New York. Why? Andrew Cuomo. Andrew Cuomo is under investigation still by the Brooklyn U.S. Attorney's Office for covering up the death toll. He's still uh, under um, uh, uh, investigation for profiting $5.1 million to write a book in which he bragged about his leadership over the very people who later got him thrown out of office. This has been an unmitigated catastrophe and it's easy now for the media to look at it and say okay well he's out of office he he did some really bad things and he's gone but that's only because there were people in the conservative media and people who just were victimized some of them actually democrats by the way who stood up and said wait a minute we're not going to let this one slide we'll let a lot of stuff slide we're not going to let this slide I often will single out Janice Dean for her role in this. Uh, you know her from Fox News, of course. Her husbands, both of their parents, died in nursing homes during this era. And she was, she's like the nicest person in the universe. And she was willing to come out and step out in front um, of the cameras over and over again to remind people of what Andrew Cuomo has done here and hold him to account. And without her, there'd be, this would not have occurred. She's going to be on my program, Stu Does America, tonight as we do a little bit of a celebration of Andrew Cuomo getting out of our lives, at least for a short time. But you have to remember that Cuomo was praised by the media. This man was seen as a potential replacement for Joe Biden if somehow maybe his cognitive abilities weren't up to snuff they were saying that you know look he might be a disaster in a debate with donald trump and if he fails and falls apart maybe we just we just insert andrew cuomo maybe that's what we do because he's done such a good job with a pandemic had he had he done a good job with a pandemic Look back at what he was actually saying in the press conferences he's constantly praised for. And that's one of the things that needs to be remembered here. This is not a situation where Andrew Cuomo made a few mistakes in a tough time. It's not a situation where uh, Andrew Cuomo, he did a really good job early on but then fell apart. No, he did a terrible job from day one. He was telling people in mid-March to get on the subways He continually criticized Donald Trump for acting too slow, even though he was behind Trump every step of the way. Every step of the way. He later made a poster mocking Donald Trump for comparing COVID 19 to the flu in like February when he himself did it in mid March. All of this is to tell you that thank God for the people of New York for my relatives who live in New York that they no longer have to be ruled by this terrible creature. Thank God it's over for at least the time being. Unfortunately, he has $18 million in the bank and he's going to do everything he can to buy his way back into politics. Maybe not in office, but in, in a way of, uh, to influence things negatively as he only, only Andrew Cuomo can do. All of this is to tell you tonight we're going to have a celebration on Studios America of Andrew Cuomo's ouster. Please join us. It's on YouTube, uh, podcast, wherever you go. Studiosamerica.com has all the links. And I will tell you one more time Andrew Cuomo is awful.com.
1: Well, here's something interesting that just happened in the world. Uh, and it mostly went unnoticed. A company named Palantir. It. Um, it just bought $50 million in physical gold to prepare for a black swan event. Now, why is this important? Well, Palantir, in case you don't know, they are an expert company on data, analytics, and forecasting. And they're used by hedge funds and banks and financial firms, including Morgan Stanley, Merck, Airbus, Fiat, Chrysler, a whole bunch of people, and the United States intelligence community also uses Palantir For forecasting, and they just loaded up on physical gold, $50 million in physical gold. Gee, why would a company do that? You know, one that forecasts what's coming. Hmm. Do they know something? We don't know. Signs are a massive financial crisis is coming. The world always returns to gold and silver. Please protect yourself. Goldline has extended their free silver bar offer, while supplies last, through the end of this week. With any and all qualifying orders, you're going to receive that bar at no cost, so call them right now. 866-GOLDLINE. That's 866-GOLDLINE, or go to goldline.com. The Glenn Beck Program.
0: Anyone who will not convert to the Taliban version of Islam is now under threat of their lives being taken from them uh, in afghanistan we know of thousands of vetted christians that are we're trying to get out of afghanistan and move to third party nations who will accept them and remove them from danger you're helping with that this is happening as we speak you've donated over 28 million dollars we have major updates for you on tomorrow's program The one thing you can do now, you can continue to fund uh, the Nazarene Fund at thenazarenefund.org, of course. But your prayers will be greatly appreciated. We'll give you the
4: updates tomorrow. This is the Glenn Beck Program.